Welcome to Books and Rhymes, the podcast that makes you fall in love with reading while flipping the script with a musical twist on your favourite books. I invite guests to pair books with songs or albums that spark the same emotional connection. I'm your host, Sarah, a West African in the diaspora with a deep abiding love for the written word. Join me as I take you on a musical journey through the works of new and classic authors. Follow at Books and Rhymes on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet your thoughts on this episode using the hashtag Books and Rhymes. Today's guest is the incomparable Ebise Wagira Rao, an Ethiopian literary editor, publisher and co-founder of Dipsaus, a multimedia organisation that specialises in amplifying the voices and lived experiences of black and people of colour in the Netherlands. Ebise was also a judge for the 2020 AKO Kane Prize for African Writing. In the first of our two-part conversation, we use the music of Destiny's Child, Lunis and Jodeci to discuss the position that literary prizes occupy within the African literary landscape and the process of judging the 2020 Kane Prize for African Writing. Ebise also kindly answers listener questions submitted via our social media handles, which, in case you want to follow us, is at Books and Rhymes on Twitter and at Books and Rhymes on Instagram. Tune in next week for part two of our conversation with Ebise, where we discuss in detail Black Lives Matter and publishing while black in the Netherlands and Europe. Keep up to date with Ebise by visiting dipsaus.org. That's dipsaus, D-I-P-S-A-U-S dot org. Follow Ebise at Dipsaus Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Hello, Ebise. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) Finally, I'm on uh, Books and Rhymes. It's a great honor. I know. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Let me say, how do you pronounce your full name? Okay. Um, It's Ebise Wagjira Rao. I'm originally from the cradle of... No, I'm from Ethiopia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was born and raised in Ethiopia and I moved to the Netherlands when I was 14. And how has that been? Uh, I mean, it was certainly um, difficult moving from a, a country which was like closed off from the rest of the world because I grew up in a dark regime, which was a, a totalitarian regime. So we were cut off from the outside world. Coming to a first world country, like yeah, first world. I shouldn't use that state phrase, but it was quite. It was a. It was a shocker, but I, I was young, so I got used to it pretty quickly. So I say, welcome to Books and Rhymes, the podcast. <laughs> I'm happy to be on Books and Rhymes podcast. Thank you. So, um, fam, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a very long podcast for a very long time, and imagine there is no better time than now with you being a judge Ooh, on the panel Ooh, of 2020 aka Kane Prize for African Writing Ooh, oh, ah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is um it is it is a pleasure to be on your podcast and I've, I mean we've been meaning meaning to do this or other things for a long, long time but I think this is a good reason also I'm not sure whether it's a good reason because I feel a little bit um awkward about this because I know like lots of people are listening I was happy living in obscurity in the (laughs) Netherlands (laughs) so no but I mean it's been it's been a pleasure and an honor to have been uh the on the panel of uh the AKO Kane Prize for African Fiction I mean I know the the prize for quite a while now I've been following what they've been doing for quite a while now and when that email came uh asking me to be on the judging panel I was like really me why that was <laughs> that was the first question that 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 um pa- passed through my you know because as, also because geographically I'm in the Netherlands the Netherlands is not an English it's not in the English metaphysical world that, uh, and I was unsure whether I don't know. I guess I felt it was, it was, I guess it was my own insecurities. And I did speak to a lot of people in my um, publishing friends. And amongst which I have to mention April Spritz. I have this what, what's up group of friends 
who are in publishing all over the world. I will not say their names because they, <laughs> I don't want to get them in trouble. And um, one friend actually threatened to end the friendship if, in, if I didn't accept the request. She, sa she said, like, if you do not accept this offer, I will disown you and <laughs> unfriend <What>? you. <laughs> Why do you think that way? Why do you think your friend, your friend felt so strongly about you being on the judging panel? Because I mean, she knows how I feel about the African literature and the place that African literature takes within uh, the publishing industry, where it has been now and where it's going now, specifically, I mean, the past couple of years, a lot of African writers, specifically female African writers are being published everywhere. And she, she, we've known each other also from the publishing world. We meet, we meet each other at the book fairs and we've become, we've become friends now for quite a while. And so she thought that I would definitely be an interesting addition to the judging panel. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I saw that you were on the judging panel obviously we've been friends for a while yeah what did um, you think <laughs> tell me your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> let me give you the gloss because <laughs> you didn't i didn't know until it was announced that you were yeah, i had on to keep quiet the judging panel yeah i was did that, well was, didn't i Fam, I mean, I, I'm beefing because I mean, when the when the when the winner was announced, what did I say to you? I messaged you saying we're beefing. Yes, we're beefing. <laughs> like you kept it away from me. I was like, I'm busy. Give me something. Give me something. I'm assuming that your engagement with the Kane Prize might would be different being mm. a judge versus mm. observing mm. from the public. So my first question to you is. Given that Books and Rhymes is a podcast where I invite guests to pair books with songs or albums that spark some emotional connection, I've adapted our conversation to suit the same structure. Our conversations are going to take place with specific questions I sent you that I ask you to pick a book to and pair that book with the song. So we're using your book to discuss you, your engagement yes. with the enterprise. I asked you to pick a book or short story that captures your thoughts in relation to the Kane Prize for African Writing and the position it occupies within the African literary landscape. And you picked? Yes, I picked, um, I hope this is not gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the story that I picked is um, Open City by Teju Cole. Before I go into that, I wanna, uh, I want to tell you like my thought process regarding your questions, which are very difficult. I don't know whether other people tell you this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it on on air on the record. You're you you ask some tough questions. What do you mean? Because it's really difficult to pair books with certain thought processes. It's not always, you know. Explain. You have to really, you have to really think hard and also like revisit some of the books that you read, and um, you might not have made the connection. Uh, with the the questions that you're asking and the book that you're reading at that moment. So I had a hard time like trying. And also I think the pressure of trying to find the perfect book <laughs> with the perfect song. And then you, and then at some point I was like, I just need to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just go back to what I know and what I like and what I love. 
So I kind of like uh, decided to just go for uh, th this past three, four weeks. I've been listening to a lot, lot of 90s R&B and hip hop. So, yeah. And there is a reason for it. It's one of them being uh, a dear friend of mine who was a producer and DJ passed away one and a half weeks ago. And he was like, he was an important figure in the 90s era hip hop in the, in the Netherlands. So that's why I've been revisiting like old playlists. And uh, so I, I decided to just stick to that. Or it was either that or just, I was also, I even contemplated using strict uh, no, romance novels, body rippers, <laughs> <laughs> to answer all your questions. You know, like the books I used to read when I was really young by Daniel Steele, Jude Devereaux, Nora oh Roberts. Goodness. But then I was like, I haven't read these books in a long time, so I have to reread them and then make a selection <laughs> to talk about the African came price for African writing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my but goodness. I did not. But I did not. Okay, imagine like throbbing, using words like throbbing, torso. Yeah. For Kane Price, African writing. Yeah. It'd be yeah. nice to have like a Mills and Boons, an African Mills and Boons. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. You know? Anyway, the, so okay. I mean, for you to answer your first question, I, the, the book that, I, that came to mind is Open City by uh, Teju Kool. Hi, Teju, if you're listening. <laughs> please, please don't, don't kill me. <laughs> it sounds like there's a bit of history. But <laughs> we, we have history. We have good history together. Um, and uh, I think because, I mean, if, if I quote, uh, there, there was this quote uh, that, that, that was one of the first reviews that, that, that were published when it came out a long time ago, I think 2011, 12, I don't remember anymore. Um, it's, it's like, it's the novels, I'm going to quote now because I'm not mm -hmm. as eloquent as you people. I'm Dutch. <laughs> we're like in your face. Um, the novel's propensity towards realism, social documentation, and interrelation with historical events and movements and on the other hand its propensity towards form fictionality re and reflexive self-examination so i think I, I chose that for that reason and also because i have a complicated relationship with that book as well as uh, a complicated relationship with the Kane prize for african fiction that's also why one of the reasons why i was surprised that i was asked on the judging panel i mean i'm i, I believe in the Kane prize i'm i'm very happy it's there and it should be there forever and ever, amen. Uh, but the fact that I'm, or as I said, I'm from geographically as well, as well as linguistically, I'm from a different part of Africa, which is, I'm, I was born and raised in Ethiopia, and in Ethiopia, most of the, the books that are written are written in the indigenous languages. Uh, people in Ethiopia don't write in English per se, they, they write in Amharic or Afan Oromo or Tigrinya or the other languages. And uh, secondly, I live in the Netherlands. I'm an editor in the Netherlands. And as a result, I know that, and the Kane Prize for African fiction is in English. So it's like half of the continent is underrepresented. And that's something that I've always been vocal about also on social media. And that's what I mean when I have like a complicated relationship it's, uh, uh, with, with the prize. And it's with when reading open city the first time i just did not like the book this is a well-known and well-documented fact um and with I, I read it after two three years later and that's when i started to love what it was trying to do with literature um with again what it's trying to do for african literature within the english literary hemisphere. So what is it about Open City specifically that reflects your, to use your words, complicated relationship with the Kane Prize? How do both, how do both speak to each other, the Kane Prize and the Open City with regards to your relationship? At the first reading, I kind of like rejected the book because it was, it had like, uh, there was an inf information overload uh, in terms of, uh, it's very, it's a very intellectual book with lots of information, lots of um, associations. In Dutch, you say associative denken. Uh, associative thinking, yeah. Yeah, and it's not, it's, it doesn't have like a linear plot. 
and it's very what i i recognize it as a very european like a con continental european way of writing that i'm very much used to when living in the netherlands living and growing up in the netherlands so this and, is open city by yeah, tejuko yeah and that that that's the certain eurocentric aspect of it was what what made it difficult for me to read in the first place so that as a result i had like Ugh, i don't want this book i went on various twitter rants oh my god which were read by people anyway <laughs> water under the bridge right um and oh, wait, wait, wait. In there's, a similar a way, no, no, we're not having this conversation on this. No, 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 if the work that is being put out is being treated as a seminal text yes what kind of freedom yes do you feel that people have to critically engage and i mean critically in the true sense of the word not performative criticism but actual engaged picking it apart to put it back together kind of criticism that's an interesting question that you're asking i mean this is it has nothing to do with this book in particular but i think it's a very interesting question that you're asking i think i've also felt safe again because of my geographic and linguistic oddity uh oddity as in it's not odd but it might be odd for uh the 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 that metaphysical empire as mukoma coined it somewhere in a book uh that's mukoma ngugi yeah and uh, as a result, because I, I, I thought that I had, even working within the publishing um, industry that, where I have, I know a lot of uh, the publishers, the editors, the, the, the foreign rights people of, of, of a lot of like the African writers, whether they're based on the continent or in the diaspora. But I felt like I had a position where I can be critical without uh, shooting myself in the foot because I publish Dutch language. I publish in the Dutch language. I'm, uh, the, the, the writers that I'm, I want to acquire and I want to get published are not necessarily dependent on the Anglo-American publishing infrastructure. So I felt like I had the freedom to criticize without it having any material consequences. So I'm, I'm not sure whether it's the same for a lot of, uh, especially young and upcoming uh, critics in the African diaspora or on the continent, whether even if they want to have any kind of meaningful um, career, are they able to be free in how they engage with the industry, not just necessarily the text or an author, but with the industry itself? I don't know. I do think like I have, I was in a privileged position to, to be critical in that sense. And so going back to the question. Yeah, your, going back your... to the question. Uh, and I guess I think that the, what I said, like the, 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 that European aspect of the book, which is also in a way you can say for, for, for the Kane Prize, because it's, it, is, it is an African, it's, it's, a, it's a prize for African fiction, but it is situated in, in Europe, in London to be specific. So those are the things that I, I mean, that, that, that I have been struggling with or still struggle. And these, these are the questions that are being asked as well. Every time the Kane Prize is in the news, these are the, also the conversations that are happening on African Twitter, African literary Twitter as well. And so which song did you put, did you pick to... <laughs> I am going to get myself in trouble. But first, because... I was thinking in terms of the book and 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 how I reacted to it, and I, I I was like because I was in the Netherlands and I was listening again. I was listening to a lot of the '90s hip hop, and then I I was listening to a lot of the Loonies. I got five on it. Player, give me some brew and I might just chill, but I'm the type that like to light another joint like Cypress Hill. I still do be spit loogies when I puff on it. I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it. Go get the S T I D E S. And I figured if I was smoking a whole bunch of weed while I was reading the book first time round, I might not have been as critical. <laughs> but also, it's a very nice song. I love that song. 
I listened to it a lot of times. It was a number one hit in the Netherlands. And when it was a hit, I never, I never, I didn't, I don't, I've never smoked weed, so I don't know. But I'm just like, it's just like maybe, maybe I, I need to start <laughs> now. Who knows? And and then the other song that also came to mind. The thing is, when I was thinking of songs, I'm also thinking in terms of the titles per se, and not necessarily the entire song. And I um, was also listening to a lot of Jodeci. Who doesn't love Jodeci? I don't. Why not? What is wrong with you? Why not? They were just too. Uh, I don't know. I, they, mm -mm. I listen. I like my smooth R and B. Yes. Give me boys to men any day. I, Give yeah. me Joe. You know, just it's like you know. Oh, baby, yes. You know. Ah. Yeah. So Jodeci was. <laughs> That's a rugged for me. Yeah, the, the reason why I, it was it was like a, 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 a I couldn't choose between addictive by Truth Hurts or Feenin because of I guess also the, the the in the lyrics they say like I can't leave you alone you got me Feenin I can't leave you alone. Take my money, my house and my cars for one hit of you. You can have it all. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna sing. I'm a singer. <laughs> please sing, please. Oh no, sing. no, no, no. <laughs> also, because I mean, as much as I had like a complicated relationship with the Kane Prize, I still love it. I I love the fact that uh, it is there. It's been going on for 20 years now, or 25 years, 20, 20 years, 20 years. And and the fact that I was able to attend last year was a great uh, honor. Also, because I live in the Netherlands, and it's just like in comparison, there's nothing here. There's nothing in terms of, uh, I mean, the first book that was edited, that was written by, uh, I, I edited the first anthology by Black African writing in the Low Countries ever. I'm the one who edited the first book. When there, was there, this? There, that was in 2018, beginning of 2018. So to be, to go to Africa Rights Festival, to, to, to attend the Kane Prize for uh, African fiction and to be part of this, 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 physically part of a community of writers and thinkers of 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 the diaspora and the continent it was for me it was just like it was in dutch you say it's a warm bath it's like a warm bath having it was it was it, it's a dutch saying i don't know what the what the english equivalent is so for me it is it is i love it i wanted to be there and thrive and maybe find the resources to uh, evolve and be more inclusive of other languages, including mm. the Dutch and the Flemish and the Amharic <laughs> and Afan Oromo. <laughs> and, you know, Gikuyu. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and Zulu and many other languages and Isha, which is my language. Yeah. Having heard you talk about your complicated relationship with the Kane Prize and also it's I mean, it can't be all things to all men, no. right? And the Kane Prize does do an excellent work. Absolutely. My one question to you, which is a curveball, because mm -hmm. I like to give curveballs, is the name one writer whom you have discovered as a result of the Kane Prize that you would like other people to read more of. Tope, Tope Follerin. Oh, to oh. What is he? Wasn't he nominated? I think he won. Yeah, he even won it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in he's, 2016. He's one writer that, yeah, he's one writer that I'd read his, his, Topi Folorin would be the writer that I read his short story on uh, Kane Prize, and then I started following him and his, his, his writings. He should definitely, and I had the pleasure of meeting him at the Ake Fest. <laughs> I was in Lagos, it seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and he's definitely one writer, um, we should all. With that in mind, I mm -hmm. ask you, which book or story captures the process of judging the Kane Prize? And I also ask you to pair the book with a song that sparks the same emotional connection. You're laughing yes. because you know what, what you picked. <laughs> yeah, because um, it was, it was, um, it was pretty, it was, it was, it was, how do you say it? it was we had to the judges i mean i'm pleased with the outcome the way we 
we but the 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 road to the outcome was how do you say it um you know we had we had our 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 our, our disagreements and 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 also personally the, the i reached a point where at some point i had like there were two two titles that i wanted to win and i the choosing was such a it felt like i was you know king solomon and i had to cut the baby in half so actually i did not choose a book or a short story i chose how do you say it in, in Dutch? I, I know how to read this in Dutch. It's like the one Kings 10. First Kings. The first Kings 10 were the Queen of Sheba. She's Ethiopian. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like, yeah, she has to bring out the only Ethiopian in the Bible. Well done. She's not the only well, Ethiopian, but no, anyway. No, because it's not, because it's also the Ethiopian merchant. Yeah, she's yeah. like the primary Ethiopian that everyone, yeah, most people everybody side. knows. Yes. People should know where that story came from. It's from the Bible. Uh, <laughs> when she visited Solomon and, and he had to make that decision where he, he showed his, his wisdom by cutting babies in half. I mean, nowadays you're thinking, what in heaven's name? But that was the passage that I was thinking that, that that reminded me of the process because it was really difficult. But I mean, in the end, we we all decided that Grace Jones was a story too that deserved the prize. Before we go into the decision yeah. process, because I, I did a call out on social media, mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram for people to submit questions for this interview. So I'm going to read the questions out later. But... Yeah. Um, which song did you pair with that scripture? <laughs> well, I am a, I mean, people who listen to Deep South know how, what I think of Beyonce, my relationship with Beyonce, but I'm a huge fan of Destiny's Child. And I, I guess the, 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 the song that I picked is Independent Women, part one. Tell me how you feel about this. Do what I want, if I want to live. I worked hard and sacrificed to get what I get. Ladies, it ain't easy being independent. Question, how'd you like this knowledge that I brought? Bragging on that cash that he gave you as the front. If you're gonna brag, make sure it's your money you front. Depend on no one else to give you what you want. That was, that was going through my head while I was trying to like, you know, keep hold my own amongst this really talented and incredibly intelligent uh, group of uh, fellow judges where I felt like I also because of I think because of the language barrier I also felt like I was inadequate or something I have all these these are all the things that that passed through my head while we were um, going through this judging process first question what was your expectation you know there is the meme expectation versus reality what was your expectation of going into the Kane Prize as a judge? And what was the reality of the experience being a judge? What we did is quite extraordinary because we, we did this, uh, we read all those stories and we came to this decision at the height of the Corona outbreak and with all its limitations. And uh, as a result, the reality is not necessarily what I expected it to be because, because I expected to meet them, be with them, 
you know, like break bread with them and, and, and have a different kind of relationship with the judges than we had like with the via Zoom thing, which is completely different than what I had expected. But in the end, it's still, uh, we still did it. And I'm really, I'm quite, quite proud of what we achieved. I did not, I did not go into it with a lot of expectations. I was indeed apprehensive, but I didn't have, I didn't make up my mind on how I was going to be or how I was going to act or, no. So you are one of five judges. Yes. Three men, two women yeah. on the judging panel. Just, I'm saying this out for the listeners to, mm. to know mm. that, you know, there was, there was, I mean, in as much as it could have gender parity, you know, it seemed quite balanced, even though the chair was a man, but at least women were quite, were represented still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the that was actually panel. never really an issue during the judging, I must say. Three of the shortlisted writers were women anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what I'm know. saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are five of you judging yeah. this international prize, reading through many submissions. How many mm. submissions did you read through? What, what was the remit? Um, how many stories did you read? And how was it like for you personally whittling it down to your shortlist? Um, I think that the, what I, if I remember correctly, the submissions, the submissions this year were more than uh, the years before. There were a lot more stories submitted. It was between 150 and 200. And uh, it was m much more than the years before. And we had to read each and every story. And uh, we had to submit our top six with also like, and also wild cards. And we discussed them for hours and hours and hours and we came to uh, the, the, the shortest. So we had to really literally kill our darlings. It was tough. Were you pleased with the shortlist? Absolutely, yeah, definitely, yes. Is there a story that you would have liked to be in the shortlist that don't make it? Of course, because I had like my own shortlist for the shortlist. There were, there were like, there were four other short stories I would have liked. No, three other that I would have liked to be on the, but that would be my, it would be then the, the AB surprise for African fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um, judging the Kane Prize in a time of Corona, we know in the past that the Kane Prize, the winner is not decided until the day of the announcement. We know that sometimes the winner is not decided until the last, until, you know, the, the judges are, deliberate, are deliberating whilst the dinner and everything is going on. Was that, was that the case for the 2020 COVID-related AKO no, King Prize? No, no, no. Because so how was this year's different? No, no, this year, I think, I, I didn't know it was the case with the other um, deliberation. But this time we, we did, uh, it was, I think, a week before, I think, before it was announced, we deliberated and we had to keep it a secret. And I did, because I didn't tell you anything. I, I was... Tell, I did not tell anyone anything. Of course, I'm not. I mean, it was easy. How was it, though? How was it keeping it in? And did people, did people try to, I mean, did people try to finesse the answer from you? And yeah, how did one, you... one person in particular, <laughs> and I'm talking to her. <laughs> I had to stop my campaign. I was like, no, Sarah, that's too much responsibility. Just, just keep it pushing. Mind your business. Just, it's better not to know before you end up being, you know, when you read um, celebrity gossip magazines yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like a close friend disclosed to people magazine. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, that yeah. friend. No, no, no. Please. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm an editor, so I'm used to keeping secrets anyway. But uh, in this case, it was really nice to know something and still ask people, so which of the stories do you like? <laughs> I did that. I did that. I did ask like a couple of people who, whom I know, like who read a lot. And it was interesting to see how diverse actually the, the preferences were. I think it speaks to the judges as well. It shows how, how diverse the stories are and also the talents. Of, of, of African writing, the fact that, and the fact that people that I know really well had really completely 
how to say divergent opinions about which which should win was also really interesting to to me because I thought that um, they would pick the 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 one that we picked that's what I thought in the beginning and and I guarantee you that not many people picked the one that you picked yeah it's true. That, that, that that might be true but I, I do know like but Aperol Spritz that one WhatsApp group with whose names I cannot divulge <laughs> they all agreed that you know they agreed with our choice and i didn't tell them that they were right i just kept my mouth shut and i was like yes <laughs> we're not far off <laughs> because they're like oh, wait I'm, I'm in a group with like literary agents and and editors who also like who operate on an international level so i do also how do you say it? i appreciate their their input so i was glad that you know so were the judges unanimous did they unanimously vote for the same story Basically, Grace Jones by Irena Senokoje won the CSK Prize for African Writing. Woo! Yes. Um, my question then is, did mm -hmm. all the judges, were they unanimous in putting forward Grace Jones as the winner? If no, what was the, what was the deliberation process like? Was there a deadlock? And was there a, a potential of... 2020 AKO Kane Prize being like the 2019 Booker Prize where they announced two winners. Let me say, let's talk about the stories. Mm. This year's shortlist was very strong. Mm. No matter how you felt about the outcome. I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, people were, the Twitter timeline was very, you know, complimentary. And yes, because Grace Jones by Renaissance Project is a very well-written story it is a story with lots of twists and turns it's about a young woman who she works for a look-alike agency and she's hired to impersonate Grace Jones at parties but she also has a traumatic past that uh manifests itself yeah in certain activities and certain actions that she undertakes which um endangers the lives of others so, so the story is, if you're talking about Kane Price for African writing, introducing audiences to um, new, work, new ways of thinking and new ways of approaching writings by Africans on the continent and the diaspora. And if you're talking about um, shifting the landscape, I think Grace Jones falls within that yeah, category. Yeah, you have five judges with five uh, ways of looking at literature as readers, but also as critics, as, as, as professionals. And we did have our uh, preferences and ideas, but I think in the end, after we, the, we, we discussed all five of the stories, like in depth, back and forth. So we took breaks and we did agree, unanimously agree on the fact that we were, in the end, we just wanted, we wanted a story that was, superbly how do you say it? superbly written well crafted and with and, and it has a great story at heart it has everything uh it is suspenseful it is it has humor it's witty that's what that's the use the word that you you guys use a lot <laughs> you people <laughs> and um and a story that has like a lasting power the kind of story that stays with the reader long after you have read it. And in, in that, I think we, 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 we unanimously agree that Grace Jones was, was the, the one. And you are right. It, the, 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 this, this year's list has been quite, quite strong. It's very, again, the diversity in, in, in also how they approach the writing. It, um, and I think she, how do you say it? It's, it's, we have to choose, in the end, we have to choose the best story. Well, how do you determine best? What is the, how do you, because best is subjective. Yeah, of course it is. But that's the thing, that's, that's another discussion that we have to have, like, it will take hours before we come to this conclusion. But the best as in the best that we five thought was, that, that would be the, then our criteria, I mean... And also it's the same thing, and that's also the thing, and best is subjective also, but as a reader, you, you, you read a book subjectively as well. You know what I mean? So the, 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 you, you've read all five and you had an opinion about who should win. Whereas 
uh, your friend or, or, or your friend's friend will have a completely different way of approaching the same prose. I asked listeners to, sub to submit questions for yeah. a cane prize. In fact, I posted on Instagram, on my Insta story, ask a cane prize judge. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> Do, 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 do. You're in the hot seat. Do, do, do. You're in the hot seat. Do, do, do. Is, it, is, it, is it hot on that seat where you're sitting on at the no, moment? No, not at all. <laughs> I'll just keep repeating the same thing over and over. You're like, no comment, no comment. So these are questions submitted by listeners of the podcast. This is a question from a listener in France. And the question is, what qualities in the story stood out to you as a winner or stood out to the judges as a winner um that's the thing i'm I, the, again I, I find it difficult to 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 speak on behalf of the other judges because we did we have like the 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 official uh, announcement where it's explained why we chose we chose grace jones and and i still stand by it it's 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 i'm gonna read it <laughs> this was, I mean, the, the official statement was, uh, was written on the basis of what we, the judges, said about that book. And it's, again, it's risky, dazzling, imaginative, bold. It's intense and full of stunning prose. Specifically, the prose was also one of the things that got to me. It was one of the first stories that I read in the beginning of all the submissions. That was one of the first, and that's one that just stuck with me all the time. Um, Again, it's also a story that reflects African consciousness in the way it is so seamlessly shifts dimensions. And it's a story that demonstrates extraordinary imagination. What does that mean? Extraordinary, because I mean, it's, the book is a mix of, 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 it mixes reality with magical realism. It's very, if, I've read it, I think, four times now. And if I read it, no, I've, four or five times. If I read it again, I'll find something new that I haven't read before. And this is, we're talking about a short story. It's not an entire novel, but it could have, it might as well have been an entire novel. That's how complex and, and, and deep Grace Jones is. Another question. This is from a listener in Germany. Um, so I'm going to read the whole question. Did you just ask your friends to submit questions? <laughs> just admit it. <laughs> Look, I'm reading them out. I'm reading. These are and submissions. You, I'm reading. And you are not going to edit this one out. Stop <laughs> <laughs> shading me. Uh, okay. I'm going to read this question exactly as it is. Dun, 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 dun. I don't mean to be rude, but what aspects of Grace Jones meets the winning criteria? Like, where was the humor? The African next. No, I books. cannot go into. I mean, then I have to like review Grace Jones now. I have to. I'm, I'm asking you the question. Yeah. This is the and question. I'm not going to answer. Then let me finish asking the question that you said you're not going to answer. <laughs> then you can say next pass. <laughs> <laughs> the question says, "I don't mean to be rude, but what aspects of Grace Jones meets the winning criteria? Like, where was the humor, the Africanness, and connection?" Again, that's a subjective question, which I cannot answer because clearly we think all of these things are in there. Another question. How do you avoid... Oh. How do you avoid creating and finding yourself in an echo chamber? Hold on. The person goes into more details and let me read the question more. Mm. In, like, if you could see Abyssay's face at the moment, she's like, what? <laughs> There was no, there was no echo chamber in the in the judging panel. <laughs> That's why I'm like, what? Well, these are questions. Okay, so the so the person elaborates, and this is a listener in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easy to find oneself in an echo chamber where all where all around you are reading and talking about the same kinds of books and stories, confirming similar biases and worldviews. As humans and people operating in the same space, how do you avoid the echo chamber? Um, I don't think, I mean, that I understand. I do understand. It's, it's a legitimate question, but I, I do think I can honestly say that that was not the case in, 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 on this panel. I did not feel in any way that we were 
um, how do you say it? No, really. I don't think we, 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 we were in that um, space where we were, how do you say, echoing whatever it is that is expected of an African writing, not at all. Another question from a listener, this time another listener I mean, in Kenya. were we judging it says, while we were thinking of the public as in judges, mind? did you consider stories that will resonate with the is public? That what, I mean, that's the thing, I don't if that's what she means, then no, I mean, that's like, that's how an editor looks at, at a text, like, is this book going to sell or not? So, no, we didn't, we did not approach the, 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 the judging from that point of view, I would say, because unless the question is elaborated, I cannot answer that properly. So you know what I mean? Yeah, but let's, let's elaborate on it as an editor. Did you, how reading the story and judging the story, did you have your editing hat on, your editor hat on in the reviewing process? How did your reading and editor self intersect and connect in the judging of these stories? Do you think about marketability? Do you no, think I didn't. about no, not at all. Do you no. think about dynamics? Um, do you think about newness in terms of new narrative, new structures, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, new ways of? Um, do you think about form, style? You know. No, that's the thing. No, to, to be quite honest, I think I might have gone into it thinking from like it should be different than everything else I've ever read before but at the end of the story after reading all of those submissions um my my shortlist was based on which stories really spoke to me on a how do you say it's on a deeper level so it was really the storytelling and then and the way the stories were being told that were decisive for me two more questions mm. And both. Because, because otherwise it would have, I think I would have chosen, if I was thinking purely in terms of marketability or, or like a large audience, I think would, would have come to a, another decision. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Again, I work in a Dutch language, Dutch market, so it's really difficult to. Two more questions. Um, two more listeners' questions. One is, and this is a listener question, it says, why, how? There is no African in quotes feel to Grace Jones. There is no quote unquote African characters. There is nothing quote unquote African about it. Why? The question is from a listener um, in Kenya. And I think what the, the, the point of the question is that Grace Jones is a diaspora story. Yeah. And then the only answer that I will have to give is like uh, before, because if the, if the writer is a diaspora voice and the story is a diaspora story, should we penalize them for it? I don't know. Then, which it means, I mean, if we use that as a criteria, then uh, I would, we would have to say like anybody who's not living and breathing on the continent should not submit. That would be then the next, um, how do you say it? Criteria. Yeah. Okay. And then the final question in this segment is, what is the Kane Price communicating to the rest of the world with the, and this is not controversial, it's just like stepping outside and looking at Grace Jones. No, don't look at your notes. Stepping outside. No, no, no. Yes, <laughs> listeners, again, I will repeat the no, no, official Wait, wait, wait. let Kane me finish Price. my question. <laughs> let me finish my question. Grace Jones has won. Um, you know, based on the categories and criteria that you mentioned, what is this win communicating to um, the continent about Kane Prize and African and the future of African writing? I am going to look at my notes. <laughs> it is a story that adds a new dimension to the bigger narrative of Africa and her extensive diaspora that has the power to change perceptions or shed light on new perspectives. That's my answer. I said what I said. No, we said what we said. That's why you're quoting Nini Leaks now. All right then. <laughs> Abisa, you're so kind. And um, I'm do you fun. see? Do you see how naughty the questions are? <laughs> do you see? I told you. I That's told why I, the first thing I did was like, I need the official <laughs> before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> And Kenneth is so lovely.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It is always a pleasure, a delight and a joy to have wonderful guests, generous guests on the podcast. And it, it is even more enriching and more gratifying to have listeners like you. Send your thoughts to us via email booksandrhymes at gmail.com The song you heard in the intro and outro of this podcast is titled Reset by Miyakum That's Miyakum spelled M-E-A-K-O-O-M Songs by Miyakum are available for purchase on Bandcamp Thank you so much and have a most excellent week until next week's episode Thank you Get in touch with us What do you think of the episode? What do you like? Are there further conversations you want to have? send us an email to booksandrhymes at gmail.com. Tweet your thoughts by using the hashtag booksandrhymes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at booksandrhymes. That's books and rhymes. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us what you think. Tell other people what you think and just help us grow because, you know, we're doing great things and we're platforming literature by wonderful writers who are referencing great music and great writing. So have a great day and see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.